I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I am Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You're speaking English as if it's a foreign language today. <laughs> Do you know that? Yes. It was very sort of as if you'd learned your personal pronouns. I am, he <laughs> is, they are. But that's good. It's <laughs> good to start off clear and then we can meander. Once they're settled, okay. they yeah. trust us. Good. You're yeah. not supposed to say us, I'm supposed to say you. I'm supposed I like to the way he's already listeners. speaking like a dad. Once they're settled. <laughs> Once you're settled, you'll be all right when yeah, I mm. love. <laughs> there you go. Incidentally, mm. um, and I know I resolved not to mention the Sony Awards. I did. How long have I done? <laughs> we were always going to mention the Sony Awards, but um, we got we got nominated for a well, well for one I, I best entertainment got, program. Uh, yeah, last year last year it was three. This year it's one. Um, you you draw the graph. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, do you know? Why have we only got one, Frank? Um, well, it's me. The show only ever had one, but oh. I had two personally last year with oh. word with the word personality in. So it's oh. it's me as I've shrunk. <laughs> as I, it's like Jesus and John the Baptist. As 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 John the Baptist shrunk in stature, Jesus spread. So the show <laughs> is doing well. I'm dying on my backside. <laughs> That's basically how it works. Nevertheless. Um, so, do you know we're up against Beryl and Betty from Radio Humberside? No. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's one of our um, rivals in the uh, Best Entertainment Show. One of whom is 86 and the other, um, uh, the other is 90. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to... I hope they win. In the, I mean, I feel terrible yeah. if I beat two old ladies in a competition. I wouldn't. I'd be delighted. Wouldn't you? <laughs> Absolutely delighted. Oh, I'm going to give them the award anyway. <laughs> If we win it, I'm going to go over and see you here, love. How this? <laughs> what is it? It's a... It's an award! It's an award! No, I think it's... That's amazing. I'm not the oldest person in the, in that category. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Um, anyway, so that's... Uh, so, that Frank, have you filled up? Um... No, I haven't filled up. Because you've got actually. your new motor as well. I have got my new motor. I tell you what, I... Um, I've made a... An internal fool of myself. Um, in that I didn't say it out loud, but I heard on the radio that, you know, there's queuing or petrol shortages, and I thought, ha ha, I've just switched to diesel. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Perfect timing. And then, of course, it includes diesel. Mm. In fact, that's the worst one my driver told me recently. No. That's the worst one. It sounds like I've got a permanent driver. I haven't. <laughs> it was a one off. No, I like that. <laughs> my driver said to me. <laughs> I'm imagining a sort of uh, Morgan Freeman in the front in the front seat. <laughs> we have sort of Richie Rich character in the back. Yeah. Why, why did he say it was the worst one? I'm confused. He said, di- he said Diesel always goes first, love. Does it? Yes. Well, he's wrong. He's wrong. This fella's an idiot. <laughs> oh, steady. <laughs> Honestly. Morgan Freeman. I saw, <laughs> saw it on the news yesterday and it said that... Uh, the sales of petrol had gone up by a hundred and something percent, and the sales of diesel seventy-one percent. I don't understand well, any of that. Anyone got a pencil and paper? Take it up with him. I'll give you his deets. Yes, please do. 
By the way, if you want to text us about anything, um, especially if you're Emily's driver listening in outrage, <laughs> we're on eight twelve fifteen. Or, or an ageing couple, ageing couple of yeah. old ladies that present a radio show in Humber. Well, they'll be up, of course. <laughs> they'll be, they, get, they get up very early. The old, the old. Don't Do they? they? Yeah, they have to yeah. get up early so they can uh, get the tops off the jars ready for lunch. <laughs> Takes them about 45 minutes to get... Top off a bit of piccalilli. <laughs> you have to have about uh, 20 minutes at it. God bless them, they're brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'd, I, ra- uh, I'd rather lose to someone who isn't uh, well-known. Always. Yeah. Terrible self-exposure. On the subject of the fuel crisis, I heard them advising to uh, fill up... This was a previous fuel crisis where they said, fill up, but... Can you uh, fill up in a normal way, not panicky? And I was thinking, well, I just fill up when it's when it when the light comes on. I fill it right to the top, and that's me done. Mm. But I, uh, during that fuel crisis, I took to whistling whilst filling it up because I Ooh. thought, well, that that lets people know that I'm not panicking, doesn't it? I always I always panic slightly when filling it up because I really? always think I'm inhaling quite a lot of this vapor. <laughs> Don't you think? Because no, you're standing. That doesn't me. Because I'm standing over the. And I can, over the palm. I, yeah, I think. What if I? What if I slump now? <laughs> if I just <laughs> get overcome slump. by fumes, and uh, I'm just found, I'm, it'll look like I'm relieving myself into the car <laughs> from, from somebody looking out from the the booth. I think of it as a booth that they're in. I know sometimes they're at quite big shops, but they're. Uh, no, it's. Um, don't you ever worry that you'll be overcome by fumes as no. you put petrol in? No. Never, Although this never is no crisis to me because, as I've explained, Frank, to you before, my car is permanently on girls empty anyway. What is I've girls ex- empty? Girls empty is below the red gauge. Oh, oh I So can't boys empty is on live. the red gauge. So people are constantly having to come out and fill my car up with a jerry can anyway. Really? I, I can't live with that at all. We've had a text in. I work in a petrol station and diesel always goes first because all the van drivers and big lorries use diesel. Thank you, my driver. Hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. Van diesel? Van diesel. <laughs> <laughs> a bell. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, yeah, I, I'm faced with a sort of a, uh, it's a dilemma, it's a moral dilemma mm. that, that could be, um... Is it, it a petrol-based It could have been a plot line in The Likely Lads in the 1970s. It is petrol-based. Yeah. Um, and that is, um, my girlfriend is in uh, Cheltenham this week, so mm. I'm driving over to see um, her mum, who I think of as my mother-in-law, mm. even though we've never... Um, we're living over the brush, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> over the brush? Yeah, but we... Um, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, so I think of her very much as my mother-in-law. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Sandy Mason, who's been, been visiting the, the show on many occasions. Yeah, mm. she's a friend of the show. Let's see if we can't find that uh, <laughs> that jingle. We used to can we listening now with those headphones? Friend of the show! There you go. It still, still works. I don't bother with the jingles anymore. I used to, in, in my, in my it's early like, days... It's, it's gone the way of the guests, the in jingles. My, I, think, I think it's... <laughs> yeah. I think it's gone the way of the uh, nominations. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so, so um, about a third of them. So meanwhile, Sandy. So I'm thinking if I ca- I've got my new car with the diesel, my my my, my van diesel car, and um, I think I, if I go to Cheltenham, then I'll use up most of the diesel I've no, got. No, no, you'll use a tiny bit. No, really. But anyway... Don't talk about petrol consumption. Next, next, oh, we are gonna, next, we week, are gonna, next week, West Bromwich Albion are at home. 
Oh. Yeah. So it, it could be mother-in-law versus football could be the choice, <laughs> which is the most 1970s. Sort of Andy Camp <laughs> would have made that choice. This is the likely last year, right? <laughs> but, I like some of the comments, Frank, as well. Like They all say, well, one of my favourites, I believe it might have been on the Daily Mail website, as always, the common man pays for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that, is that yeah like, but I, I find the common man true. rarely pays for it, actually. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's another story. <laughs> Um, yes. Well, um, he's not paying for mine, as far as no. I know. No. But um, it's great news for the planet, let's put it that way. Can I just say this? I think you'll be able to do both of those journeys on your... Uh, on a tank? On on one tank in your new car. Oh, my good. Oh, oh you've been... <laughs> oh, my good. Oh, my good. That's a new phrase. Oh my, is that the new atheist? <laughs> oh, my God. Just some general sense of goodness. It's like, oh, my Dawkins. I think <laughs> it is. I think you'll be fine. For Dawkins' sake. <laughs> I mean, uh, Good Dawkins. The word I hear on the street is, uh, even though your uh, your BMW is extremely fuel economical, if you do a lot of driving in it, oh, you'll pay for it in tyres. You'll pay for it in tyres. Well, it's funny you should oh. say that because when I bought it, I was offered tyre insurance, something I've never been offered before, and I, mm. it made me think, oh, that's yeah, it's a bit suspicious. Run anyway, I turned tires. it down. I thought I'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm worried about the uh, the Yorkie crisis. <laughs> There's going to be some kind of well, now. All these truckers are doing overtime. Think of the Yorkies they're going through. Yeah, you're right. There'll it's be, be nightmare. There'll be a Yorkie shortage. Well, I've certainly pounded the road from coast to coast. Oh God. <laughs> That's how it used to start. I've pounded the road from coast to coast. It was that rather strange bit with good, rich and thick, a milk chocolate brick. And I was like, a brick? <laughs> how male are you people? So, um, this oh, isn't the only in. worldwide shortage, though. Have you, there's a Marmite shortage as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, but that's not here. That's, that's in the Antipodes. But can we make it clear that's in the Antipodes? The I don't want people <laughs> racing out now and, and oh, us no. being in the Francis Maud role of starting the, yeah, uh, yeah. the Marmite queues. Fill up your jerry cans with Marmite. Yeah. Uh, that was the, a factory was destroyed, wasn't yeah. it? I, what I like, I, years ago, this is really very odd, because years ago when I did, uh, I used to do a chat show on television. <laughs> It's, it's, I feel now I should be in a rocking chair talking to one of my young relatives. <laughs> but I used to do a chat chat, and I remember a Marmite factory um, burning down. Then there's oh. some, there must be something in the Marmite that's uh, oh flammable. maybe it makes it maybe it's the yeast. I, I remember the joke was that um, they said that they couldn't, they didn't manage to get all the stock out. And I said, what they should have done is put a hole in the roof and put an enormous knife in <laughs> just to scratch around the edges. <laughs> oh, that's twice I've done that joke now. Do you like what the Prime Minister said, Frank? He said, I'm going to have to go thin, I'm afraid. Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> I love Aussie fan. Prime Ministers. I'm, I'm, I have a strength. We should talk about this after, because um, if we don't play adverts, Absolute Radio will close down. But... Um, <laughs> That's what I've been told. <laughs> that is how it works. It, it is. It's, it's, a sim- it's as simple as that. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll we'll come back. Come back with more Marmite news. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Marmite. We we're talking about. Yes. Now you see, I am one of these. I think the only person on the planet is I don't mind Marmite. 
Oh, you don't mind it? I don't mind it. I was only having this conversation with my friend Leo the other day. Uh -huh. He was saying that he's the advertiser's nightmare. He's right in the middle, he can take it or leave it. Yeah, it's, that's how I it's feel. It's you and him. Mm. It's a myth that you have to, you love it or you hate yeah, it. Yeah, it's a very convenient advertiser myth though, isn't it? Because it makes people think that they care about it more. Like if you make it a polarising thing rather than a thing like everything else. Yeah. Then that's powerful for the advertising. Is it though? Isn't it, isn't it putting people off? No. Can, I, can I tell you what I've discovered I don't like is Marmite Sans Burr. <laughs> uh, that's without butter. <laughs> okay. Yes, no, well, uh, this, this refers this to did uh, happen once something on of the an, show. In, an internal problem. <laughs> we, we like to air our dirty linen in public, it would appear. We do. Um, I did receive it once from our lovely resident poisoner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sarah, our assistant producer, made. Um, what, it was a sort of Dickensian <laughs> breakfast for Emily. It was it was toast. It was with penitentiary, marmite. is what it was. I th what you did, you said, "Oh, I'd love toast and marmite," and and you were taken at your word. Because <laughs> yeah. no one ever says when you say I'd like a ham sandwich. You don't say I'd like a ham sandwich with with butter, ham and butter sandwich. You don't say that. It just goes. But it, yeah, it, it tasted was, like a punishment. It, 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 it looked uh, it looked um, awful. Mm, it I tasted just, awful. Yeah, I th yeah. I remember you mentioning that. Um, but I, we love you dearly, so. What I'm going to ask the big question now: What is marmite exactly? It's, it's a yeast base. It's a yeast extract. <laughs> everyone, everyone can answer it's a yeast es extract. But what is but then that? If you ask anything after that, everyone in the world goes. I, what I do you know, have to do to? I don't like the sound <laughs> of the way yeast is being treated. That something is being not extracted. That sounds like an, a, to me, marmite is is the. I'm putting it on the same level as veal. <laughs> I think there's some there's something being done to yeast that I don't like the sound. It's like it sounds like a grim interrogation. It's the foie gras of the spread world. Yeah, it's it, there is. I am imagining some yeast in the corner of a dark room with a with a bare light bulb, being prodded and probed until it's extracted. It's marmite. I'm not I'm not happy with it. Mm. But yes, I'm I quite like it. That's my version. By the way, if you work for marmite, don't send me any. Don't send me stuff. That's my general view on things. I'll buy if I want it. Unless you've got any diesel. <laughs> then, please. Yeah, can... we had a text in about diesel, didn't we? We did. It says diesel sales are higher because proportionally there are less diesel vehicles on our roads than petrol. Fewer. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. I've uh, corrected oh, sorry, George Galloway. I've corrected his grammar. That was from 198. <laughs> um, and we had an email on the subject of panic buying fuel. I certainly look like I'm panicking when I fill up. I stuck petrol into my new diesel Jag. Oh. The engine blew up and cost £5,400 to repair. Oh, so I've given him a Clarkson-style voice there, but I think that's appropriate. That's what worries me at the moment, because this is my first um, foray into diesel. Good and luck I'm, with I'm, I'm, diesel. I've been, I've been putting unleaded in for years, so I'm worried I might put unleaded in. Yeah. I'm told I've got a little valve that'll stop me from doing it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. If you put it in, it goes, um, diesel. <laughs> little, little voice. Goes, Duh. <laughs> diesel. <laughs> Tim, my new car is unbelievable. Mm. I, had a, I had a message from my personal assistant that said, um, I've, I've texted uh, Sandy's address to your satnav. No. I mean, it's like the fifth dimension. Genuinely amazing what they can do now. I isn't can't, it? I can't, I couldn't believe it. Well, here's mm. a tip for your new car. When you're uh, doing a long drive, if you just loosen your belt, one notch. Yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> I, yes, I told it's not about driver setting again. Driver it's, setting. It's, le it's a less um, 21st century 
tip but, than but being... just as convenient. I mean, it's just as exciting. <laughs> I think. You do that for the show as well, don't you? I do do that for the show. <laughs> just, I've just... got my belt on drive setting right now. <laughs> I <laughs> love it, love it. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had some confirmation through re-extraction really of... Well, of yeast, which you were talking about earlier. No, it's not the extraction oh, of the extract- yeast. I think you'll find it's oh, from. Oh, Frank, so try, clever. Let's try and make it sound like they're, they're nice to yeast. They are. <laughs> uh, 457, Frank, Marmite was invented to make use of the waste from the beer brewing process. Ah. Yeah, and Phil, on his way to Skegness, says it's the leftovers from the bottom of the vats from brewing beer treated and played about with till it tastes better than the beer. Well, there you go. Matter of opinion, will <laughs> be bracing up there, wouldn't it? Somebody's he? also texted in Helen Parkinson Sykes. Did you know the same person who invented marmite also invented corned beef? <laughs> it's truth. It's truth. <laughs> what a double! I mean, that is that. The world owes them a big thank you for the corned beef, as far as I'll, I'm I'll corned beef. I mean that's... I, you've never heard anyone say you either love it or you hate it. Corned beef. Everybody likes corned beef. Well, my wife hates it. Does she? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tend to eat corned beef slightly nearer to her than is absolutely necessary as well. So I'll just I'll shuffle up knowing that she really dislikes it. It's weird, that, isn't it? What I like is that the man who invented these things. I think he was partly he was a man who liked to trigger conversation. He thought <laughs> I'll call this yeast extract. That'll get him. That'll get the chattering well, classes wondering. <laughs> and corned beef, how many times have you thought, in what way corned? It's, yeah. the, it's the salting, it's the corning of beef. It's, uh, is the corn involved? No. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Call it salt. It, salt beef is what you're after. Oh, no, that's a different corned thing. Corned beef. beef. <laughs> and what else? Tobes in Cambridge. Tobes. Tobes. I love the sound of him. Yeah. Uh, he says a German scientist invented it, but then I noticed the spelling of the German scientist, and it's Doctor. I thought it was Liebig, but that's Liebig. So I think he might be teasing us. Oh, Liebig! Oh, Tobes! I would have fallen for that. Mm. <laughs> so, Frank, were you Team Voice or Team BGT this week? Well, what I about did. You, Adam? Uh, well, you could have been both, couldn't you? But other than an overlapping it was 20, 20 minutes. 20-minute crossover. That's yeah. what I did. I um, I missed the, the first 20 minutes of, uh, of BGT, Britain's Got Talent. Mm. Uh, and I'm I, glad I you're thought, saying that, Britain's Got Talent. Well, because... you keep saying BGT, people think, what, what is this? Exactly, and I, I'm, you know me, I'm always looking to uh, draw people in. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> inclusive. Yes. Um, you suggest that I'm not in some way. <laughs> the vo- for me, I've got to say, I'm, I'm completely nailing my collars to the BGT oh, mast. No. Yes. Oh, I'm voice. Oh, no, voice. I miss the sort of Victorian freak show element of Britain's <laughs> Got Talent. <laughs> Everybody, you know, the Elephant Man could have gone on to um, Britain's Got Talent, joggled, and probably mm. got through to the second round. Uh, whereas the voice was, it was just talented people. Right. And who wants to see that? You know, when you go to a karaoke, I don't mind one good person. You go, mm. oh, they're good. But you you want, then, the three girls, three drunken girls to sing I Will Survive. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it, it was too many good people on it. On who was voice? that man on the panel? I knew Tom Jones, and I knew Jesse J and Will I Am, and then there was just a man who'd wandered in from the pub. 
yeah, that was why a, was he given a job? That was an, an Irish an man. An Irish man from the park. Yeah, he was an Irish man. I, that's <laughs> all it? I know about him. <laughs> Who is he? He's from a band. Right. And he's Irish. Oh, <laughs> is he from, um, is it like the... The Shins or the Script or the something. The One shins. of those bands with the... I love the Shins. The something. Uh, he might be the Script. Mm-hmm. Right. He might be the Script. Yeah, but Frank, People on are the nodding. Voice, on the voice, they all sing together in, like, a Muppets band. Oh, that I really like. Very, the presenter, <laughs> all the presenters sang together. Can you imagine if they no. did that on Britain's yes. Got Talent? David well, Walley and something. They come out and do a tour. They sung a Black Eyed Peas song, yeah. Oh, good. But it was, it was essentially... It, it wasn't... It didn't have that... The trouble is, I, it's a terrible thing, it was a much more moral programme. Oh, mm. good. It, it, didn't, it didn't bring on people who, who looked troubled <laughs> and then couldn't, couldn't do anything and then you laughed at home. So therefore you were less interested. Well, that's true. We've been spoiled now. I've been so desensitised by seeing, you know, people come on and just, like, looking at a spoon for two minutes and going off. <laughs> that I, uh, and so I just... I did get a bit bored. I hate myself for it. I, I, for, I think if you're a programme that's not going to be really scintillating, like that, don't introduce to the audience the idea of turning your chair around in the opposite <laughs> direction. Because <laughs> I thought, you know, that's not a bad idea. Mm. And obviously I want the, the BBC to do well with this programme. <laughs> because they are my employers to some extent, but well, uh, I can't watch ITV. I've got a sort of middle class control on my telly. It's like parental well, control. It won't let you watch it. Yeah. That's that, that's <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get on with Sky? <laughs> An alarm goes off. <laughs> so. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, we were talking about the Voice and BGT. Mm. Alan's insisting I call Britain Scott Talent. I just I feel for new people they might think it's we don't some get kind of people. What do you think? <laughs> what, what, the, 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 the wave of people is coming on the uh, our one Sony nomination. <laughs> Forget about <laughs> it. People might be absent-mindedly listening and not hear it and think we're talking about the BFG or as opposed to being uh, <laughs> absolute-minded. Abs- Absent-minded. Oh, mm-hmm. Too wags. Not that yeah. it really wags, but you know what I mean. What about? Um, did you see what Amanda Holden said about Tom oh, Jones? Oh yeah. I mean, that's oh, taking the, it's taking the rivalry too far. Yeah, mm. we should tell uh, the people that are absent-mindedly <laughs> listening. She said because um, he, he had a pop at then, didn't he? They've been popping at each other. It's been like. Well, I- Rap style beefs, hasn't it? <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> oh, they sound lovely. <laughs> yeah, they're invented rap. by the same guy. Doctor Big Lie. Doctor Lie Big. Oh yeah. Neo. Oh, yeah. Neo. Don't worry, it happened a lot to him at social occasions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doctor Dishonest. Yeah. There'll be someone in the tabloids called that soon. I I'll still be don't believe it. Tobes is texted there him again. Been, there hasn't been a Dr. Groper for... <laughs> must be 12 months. <laughs> What's going on? Um, Tobes has... Uh, Tobes has texted in again just saying that he's definitely not lying. Um, he says he's genuine, honest, but then he sent a Wikipedia link, which I, I think he might... He sounds like the type who would have gone to the trouble of setting that up. No, well, if he's done that, I, then he's my kind you of guy. Believe <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there was Dr. Liebig invented yes, Marmite. apparently so. Good for him. Sort of inadvertently. So anyway, <laughs> Amanda Holden said mm. that uh, Tom Jones uh, might be spinning in his grave next week. That was the thing oh, she said. It was the next oh, week. Dawkins, that's harsh. But, do you know <laughs> what? There's no need. I think Tom Jones should just die out of spite. Despite her, <laughs> I would yeah, that would make that yes. be brilliant. So bad. She'd look terrible. Yeah. And also the idea that I think Tom's spinning days are long gone. <laughs> let, let us not forget. 
forget. I think I better dance now. <laughs> well, go, go on then. <laughs> well, don't let me stop you, Tom. Don't just crouch on the oh, floor. I think I better slightly writhe now. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't move. I can't move. You see. He likes his uh, Elvis sort of stories. Like, Frank. I'm so muscular. I can't move. <laughs> it's no problem. No, no. I, just, I said to Elvis. I said I'm getting so big now. I can't actually move, Elvis. He does a lot of Elvis stories, doesn't he? Oh, he's got he all the Elvis That's kind stories. of exclusively what he does. He should have been on that thing that you saw last week. Yeah, <laughs> with the, the Elvis convention, he should have gone there. No, I, I, I like Tom, but um, mm. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure about him. Okay. He's too big. What do you mean he's too big? He looks like... Oh, his haunches are still going on about. He looks like somebody's pulled a sort of a dinghy-type cord on him. And he's, uh, you know, you pulled it... He looks like his airbags have gone off. Is it a beefcake? <laughs> is it a beefcake? An edging beefcake? I think he is, isn't it? Yeah. 71 and he's still... Also, he had his nose surgery at a young age. He's very open about that. So he did what? At a young he had age? a nose job far too early no, on. No, he did. So what he got was one of those 80s nose jobs that all look the same. <laughs> I know, Unfortunately. but he had a very Roman nose. Yeah. Um, Tom, right? Do you remember the Roman nurse? I do. Yeah, mm. yeah. He had, uh, you know, he's a legend and all that. I thought I'm, I'm putting up for this year's. You know that they have the big public vote on the most um, abused word in the language. I'm, uh -huh. pu I'm putting legend, legend. In this year. That's that's this year's nomination. I've been calling myself a legend around the house quite a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you ever call yourself a ledge? <laughs> yeah. I just find it funny to be that guy that thinks he's a legend. <laughs> Um, Frank, speaking of legends... Yes. Um, we've had an email in about the Pope. Mm. Now, I know you like a papacy-themed correspondence. Well, I like the Pope. I know you do. <laughs> it's my kind of guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> Catholic. This is from Jamie Barber. He huh? says, Dear Frank, the gorgeous Emily... I know his sister, Ali. Sorry, you had to say that right over the gorgeous Emily. Sorry, sorry. And the cockerel. <laughs> I was wondering what your views are of the pictures of His Holiness the Pope wearing a sombrero this week in Mexico. That's from Jamie. Well, um, I'm glad that they've called him His Holiness the Pope as a sign of respect there, because I mm. thought it was going to be an attack when mm. it was a Pope. Um, have you seen him in the... Actually, two sombreros. He wore one sombrero. <laughs> yeah, well, Not simultaneously. Not, not simultaneously. He wore, like, a dark one, or a light one, first of all, and then, yeah. and then they got... They thought, oh, this is, you know, this is his thing now. He's going to wear a sombrero. with his robes. We'll give him a what I like is, of course, he always wears the little white skull cap. Uh -huh. yes. He's holding us the Pope. Which is, like, an, it's, it's a sort of a complete brim-free zone. It's the biggest attack on the, the whole concept of the brim on a hat <laughs> you could have it's saying no sombrim yeah it's saying whereas to move from that to the sombrero which is a brim fest it is you, you couldn't have a bigger change of headgear he's literally buttered his bread both sides there hasn't he it he's, shows mm. that the pope is um more flexible than people think <laughs> but did you see i was also quite shocked by fidel castro can i say I if they'd this. handed the pope one of those big droopy mustaches <laughs> you think he'd have put that on as well <laughs> And a poncho. <laughs> Sounds like they were playing a game of pin the tail on the donkey or <laughs> yeah. just see pin how much stuff they could get on the boat. Pin the Mexican <laughs> on the paper, see, I think, is the name of that, that game. But, Frank, Fidel Castro shocked me mm. for his clothes more than any other reason. Yes. Because, first is of he all... Still, is he still paramilitary? He's still wearing the same shirt for 40 years. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> he loves the khaki. I bet it's comfy by now. No, him, but he wore a tracksuit. He wore a Reebok tracksuit. Oh, you don't wear that to me, His Holiness. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he wear the khakis? No, 
we got a Reebok tracksuit. Oh, that's out. A, that's. A and shocker. he said, "What does a pope do?" Which I thought was disgraceful. That's great. I really like that. <laughs> what does a pope do? I just imagine it being like the pope sort of answering, almost like one of those columns that you see, like my day, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like in the media bit of the Guardian. My day, Christian O'Connell talking his way through the, the pope's going. Well, I start by checking my emails after my ablutions. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should have just said, "Well, I shave for a start off, <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't dress like the, the outfit the action man comes in." All right. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yes, I've got something in my mouth. <laughs> I'll do it during this bit. Uh, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. <laughs> Emily Dean Allen Cochrane. Sometimes some strange animal grazing. Mm. A little bit of a they were congratulatory cupcakes on the swim. Yeah. I, I just found a hard bit in my cupcake. What could that have been? Bit of cop. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Lovett meat Best pie. Not to think of it. Mm. Anyway, um, yes. What's what's occurring? <laughs> we're we're well, having cupcakes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, I was watching um, the cricket this week. Oh, yeah. Bit disappointing, I'll be honest with you. Um, England uh, playing. Was Stuart in... Broad playing? He, he was playing in Lovely. that game, but um, he wasn't. He's not. It's no good pretending he's fit. He isn't. I, anyway, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> 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 Emily thinks he's, she's, he's fit. Yeah, he's a handsome. <laughs> I, he, I can see he's a handsome man. Oh, you know, sometimes with men you can. Oh yeah, some men are dishy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, mm. He's one of them. Well. Some men I've are still dishy. Still got the back, Stuart. Uh, thank you. Anyway, what were you going to tell us about the cricket? So there was some uh, some men at the uh, cricket, some Sri Lankan men, and watching the game. Bear in mind, it's about thirty five degrees over there, mm-hmm. and they had um, about three of them wearing uh, full face crash helmets. <laughs> full face, <laughs> yeah, watching watching the game. Visors up, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. And um, it really took me back. It's a walk down memory lane for me because I. <laughs> I don't know if this is just a regional thing or if it was to do with uh, what went on in the 70s, but when I was a kid, you would often see blokes just walking about in their crash helmets. <laughs> like, you'd be in a shop and there'd be a bloke in there just getting a few things. Um, and he wouldn't take it off. And he'd have a, yeah, it, I suppose it's the easiest way to carry one. Yeah. They just said that, so you'd, you'd see people... Um, just wandering about town in full face crash on That's like everyday life for the White Power Ranger, though. <laughs> yeah, so there was a. I should say I did. I did live in uh, 2000 AD. Judge Dredd. It was called 2000 yes. AD. Seems odd now that that was seen as a futuristic yeah. time. I yeah. like the idea. You see, I love a crash helmet, as you say, in a sort of Morrison's or something. Someone doing a shot, yeah. like Terminator, in the in the yeah. tinned goods. It would be quite startling, though, wouldn't it? If you turned the, <laughs> well, turned not the that happened all the time in Birmingham. It was the 70s. Not, you'd be in the paper shop, and a bloke had come. You'd hear the visor go up. I'll have uh, ten, ten number six, mate, please. <laughs> and a Yorkie. But they were cigarettes, by the way. Ten number six and a, and a fries Turkish. <laughs> and uh, yeah. As, as that died out, was it? Did that happen? I think you, it when has you were... died out a bit, but I'll tell you why. I think right. it's died out a bit. I think it's because of CCTV and shops are wary of people coming in in helmets. And keeping are they? On. Yeah, they make you take your hoodie off. Make... I say like I wear a hoodie. They make one they take, make, take yeah. one's hoodie off. Because um, you know now the helmet indoors is really the uh, 
the attire of the gunman or something, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, it's not really done anymore. The helmet indoors, wasn't that um, Arthur Daly's catchphrase? <laughs> oh, OK. In mind. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, dear. Well, I, I, I'd love to know if any of our <laughs> listeners um, are, are aware of this phenomenon. I think the indoor helmet? Yeah, I think it's on the wane. I think it's on the wane. I'd be sad to hear that. Also, what about I found... the stick? He never takes it off. He has to do his shopping. Well, well maybe he's from Birmingham. <laughs> oh my he's gosh. a middle-aged man from Birmingham. That's my. <laughs> I probably know was... him. Didn't know this shop. This show ever did the uh, Top Gear references? What's happened to us since Frank's got his new car? We're all different. <laughs> spent ages you, talking you, about diesel this I th- morning. I think you you've come in with a with a bit of Top Gear about you. Oh, not at all. <laughs> That's what's the antithesis. Also, on on the motorbike front, what's whatever happened to the motorbike and sidecar? Oh, the sidecar's gone. Oh, the sort of Wallace and Gromit thing. Yeah. A lot of people buy us. Not a, not only did a lot of people have motorbikes and sidecars, but they used to cover them in tarpaulin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, completely got tarpaulin. I don't know what that's used for anymore. It's, uh, I, I miss that as well. I'm just... It's, oh, this is so nostalgic. This is like one of those 915 BBC One programmes with Larry Lamb talking about rationing. <laughs> oh. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We should say before we go on, actually, that our um, our regular um, producer. Um, when I say regular, I mean the one who's usually. <laughs> I'm not trying to put down our current <laughs> producer; is fantastic. Anyway, Emma is uh, about about to have a baby. I think very very soon. So mm. we send enormous love from us all. I hope our listeners will just indulge me for a personal yeah. second. I think <laughs> What else? We've had some texts and emails, Frank. 131, one of my regulars. Uh, helmets are still often seen in Germany. <laughs> oh. oh! Love 131. <laughs> um, and there's some other... There's another one about helmets saying most petrol stations have a sign telling motorcyclists to remove their crash helmets before Do entry. Do they? Mm. Yeah, but I'm not on about someone... If, I'm on about someone who'd spend an afternoon wandering, ra- wandering around. <laughs> uh, when I used to go to... Um, when we had to stand at, at uh, West Brom on the terraces, thought, you'd often get a bloke who'd watch the whole match in a crash helmet. <laughs> I think it was just like, they just saw it as a warm hat, like a balaclava. <laughs> it wasn't a searing indictment on the quality of the attacking. That's <laughs> <No. laughs> it, the cricket. I got hit full in the face last week, I may as well take precautions. Maybe, maybe those guys at the cricket were thinking, well, yeah. you know, this is... Last week there was a lot of sixes. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frank, we've also had a lot of correspondence re your swim. I know you don't like praise per se. Um, well, I like praise, but I, I don't like reading out my. No, praise. I understand. It just sounds at me. But there's one connected with swimming. Did you see this, Al? From yes. Sue Smith. Yes. Would you like me to read it? Yes, I would. you suggested. <laughs> I can do that. It's well, I think work. it's more a boy thing. Team, this one. I'll deal with this. Okay. Um, <laughs> Hello. Don't, don't squabble. This is a properly cringy email, so self-aware, good start. Mm. Maybe verging on stalker-like. Well oh, done dear. for overcoming your aquaphobia in such a public way last week. I was wondering if your swimming instructor was single or not, and if so, then do tell him that he's a bit of a dish. I've not mistaken your show as a dating show, but thought I would give it a go anyway. Congratulations again, Sue Smith. Frank, that's brilliant. Isn't that you nice? need to set them up. Well, he is, um, he is single. Brilliant. Um, so we'll sort out the numbers afterwards. No, I'll do. He's single. <laughs> like there's a butt, doesn't it? He is single, but he's, I would be loath to go up to him and say, by the way, you're a bit of a dish. 
because um, his, his, his is the love that must never speak his name, as I think <laughs> Oscar <laughs> Wilde said. We should tell Sue that he's swimming at a different end of the pool. I think, I, oh, uh, oh, oh, I get it. If you'd have heard me and him in the dressing room discussing <laughs> moisturiser, you'd know what I mean. <laughs> and uh, uh, that, doesn't that chlorine? That chlorine? I was completely... It ruins your hair. Yeah. When you're in every day. No, um, uh, he's a oh. very, very lovely man, Sue, but he's he's not for you. Yes, he go, let's put it this way, he's he goes a to a, he goes to a club called Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think that tells you all you need to know. And I said to him, why, oh, why, oh, why don't they build a pub next door called the Frying Pan? Because yeah. <laughs> people would go there mm. just for that opportunity. But Sorry about that, Sue, but you could always enter into a loveless marriage of convenience, which I often consider. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Every <Another>. cloud. <laughs> it's a cloud. It's a cloudy shit for called it. Um, <laughs> no! Sue, Sue Smith that. is a fabulous sort of a... Actually, I think Sue Smith is what I did when I lost two horseshoes in the same afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't having it. It was dangerous. No, it's, a good, it's a good name, isn't it, Sue Smith? I quite mm, like, I like it. Him. I feel like I should... She should be the receptionist at Arbuckle Inc., that make uh, rivets in the West Midlands. Uh-huh. Yeah, have a word with Sue Smith, she'll sort it out. She's quite uh, travel and weather for Anglia TV. I think she sounds like someone who's very uh, organised in her life. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, uh, Sue Smith's um, done, like, a list for everyone <laughs> so we know when we have to be there and when we... Yeah, I can see that happening. Frank, I'm also... Like, I like Sue Smith. I think, I think we should play some adverts. You know what it's like. The trying advert. to read another swimming thing. I oh, know, but the advert... I'll go on. We'll do one more swimming thing. This then is we'll from Eloise on. Vernon. After watching Frank marvellously swimming for sports relief, my granddad has been inspired. Pampy is 78 and is now learning how to swim. Oh, that's <laughs> good old Pampy. <laughs> I'm loving... That's brilliant. Yeah. Pampy should have my swimming teacher. Then it could be Campy and Pampy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting so much swimming stuff. Uh, people are stopping me in the street. I've, I've become. I am to swimming what Gary Mabbott was to diabetic. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had some texts in. Good. Uh, Nine three seven. Paul from Nunhead, actually, to give him his proper title. Yeah. Says Frank, those blokes with crash helmets were off work on a sickie. They didn't want to be recognised. Oh, really. I think that's quite a good theory. I think that's a great that's theory. a possibility, yeah. They're going to a televised event, pop a crash helmet on, it stops your boss seeing you and going, that's John from Accounts. <laughs> it <Or> does... <laughs> I've picked John from Accounts there. <laughs> yeah. Now I hate myself slightly. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he have a bit of a fling with Sue Smith at the Christmas party? <laughs> it was them. They were there together with their crash helmets on. Oh, that's, well, that's it's kind of retro in its own way, mm. though, isn't it? The idea of the sickie. Yeah, he's pulled a sickie. Still exists, doesn't it? To the watch sickie? the cricket. Yeah, but to go and do so. I, I don't hear about it that much. And he's from Nunhead, this fella. I like that. I had a mate who used to, he used to leave the house with his briefcase. And <laughs> um, in it, he had like his tennis gear. He used to go and play tennis in a local park with a mate. Really? And all in the briefcase. That's fabulously 70s <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> Very Reggie Perrin. How did he get his tennis racket in a briefcase? Was it oh, a Mary that was, no, that was always in the boot. It, oh, it right. never left the boot, the tennis racket, but all <laughs> his, his gear. He was a man who liked playing whites. He took it. Oh. Mm. Good to have a rule. And, Frank, you were asking if uh, sidecars still existed, and Claire Frank says, we have a guy in the close with a motorbike and sidecar. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's a breathless hush in the close tonight. <laughs> it has good. a loud stereo in the sidecar. Really? And go faster flames all over the bike and sidecar. 
Who lives near next to... Is it Nick Cage living next door? <laughs> I, uh, I've never even thought of the idea of having a sound system in the sidecar. What a brilliant idea. Yeah, I think motorcyclists now, like the high-tech ones, they have radios in their helmets and stuff, don't they? So they can be flicking channels. Well, I, I don't know if you'd get a, a radio signal through the tarpaulin. <laughs> but, but an MP3. That, that's great. I tell you, you used to get a lot less arguments in the motorbike and cycle. You know when you're driving and you get arguments about... Because uh-huh. there's no communication at all, really, with the cycle, unless it's the summer's day. Mm-hmm. But don't let Wallace and Gromit fool you. Usually it was all closed in with, like, plastic. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. And they used to seal themselves in, almost like they were in a canoe, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is a trip down memory, though. I'm, I'm going to get one. If I could get one, uh, I mean, w- when I become a father, I could get one with two sidecars on, a smaller sidecar on the side of the sidecar. Yeah, that sounds safe, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Possibly go wrong. I think as long as um, you stick with an only child, you can still get in a parking bay. Yeah. <laughs> with that, you start you start spreading your wings, and it gets uh, gets difficult. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute. Radio. We've had a, a great text in, Frank, uh, from Greg from Milton Keynes. Morning, Frank. There is a sidecar meet at the Ace Cafe today. Oh, is it the Ace Cafe? Oh, my God, I'm getting my leathers out. <laughs> if you want to see what time old is and it? new ones, 9am till 4pm. Some of them will be there already, presumably. What, what a coincidence. Have they had, already had a big fry-up yeah. at the Ace? <laughs> you ever been to the Ace Cafe? I've been past it a few times, yeah. yeah. So. There'll be lots of people with, wandering around just with helmets on. They gave me, uh, such was their delight at me being there, they gave me uh, a free Castrol sticker. Is that right? Yeah. Have you popped it on your new car? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, I should do. Um, no, I've uh, I've kept it. I've kept it on that sort of, you know, that sort of greasy paper that stickers come on yeah. sometimes. I've kept it on one of that. On that, mm. it's a good place for it. <laughs> yeah, Frank. We've also had a missive in from uh, our Australian friends. Oh yeah, mm, I sound rather like the Queen, don't what, I? I've written as a nation. No, it's Carol Ann from Tasmania. She actually, she was the lady. Do you remember you got sent a book light? That was from Caroline. Oh, well, thank you very much, mm. Caroline. That has reduced arguments down to a minimum. Yes. I think we've only had, since I've got the book light, it's one of those lights that, that clutches the pages, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then, and then it sort of stoops and gives you a little bit of light yeah, on the inside. Clever. She's also got some cockerel news. Oh. Alan, you may be pleased to know that a wandering rooster from an adjoining property has been taken in and given shelter in your honour. However, the cockerel has been renamed Shirley as his crow is uncannily similar to the orchestral blast in the song Goldfinger. <laughs> Best wishes to you all. That's very tuneful. Well done. Yeah, thanks very much. I, I, I watched um, Clever Dicks the other day with um, Anne Widdicombe. Uh, Anne Widdicombe hosting. It's, you know, she uh-huh. hosts a quiz show now on oh, Sky I, Atlantic. Yeah. No, because I told you, my, I can't get that. I, an alarm goes off if anything oh, other sorry. than BBC But Sky Atlantic, I thought you'd like it. It's got some of, you know, it's got some of the classier um, American oh, yeah. dramas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pierce, I cried. Um, but uh, it's incredible. I've never known a host of any programme who was so shrill. <laughs> it's like Mabina. <laughs> well, <laughs> your question. Oh, it's unbearable. <laughs> I mean, Alex from the one show can get a bit, well, I don't know you but not, not quite as bad as Anne. <laughs> I'd said before, there's a theory that somebody thinks Anne is a national treasure. And it, it, 
In fact, she's publicly despised. <laughs> <laughs> How did that mix-up happen? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank. Emily. <laughs> oh, I love Should that I leave? exchange. <laughs> you two have had to have a serious chat. Yes. A little frisson there with my colleague. Um, did you see the elephant escaping the circus this week? I thought this was going to be some weird version of Did You See the Moffat Man? <laughs> <laughs> did I see the elephant? I, I did. I, I, I think uh, a great many people have looked up uh, Escaped Elephant in Cork. Was he in Cork? Yes, he was. Confusing me, though, in an area called Blackpool. I got the wrong end of the stick. No, it was. uh, In case you don't know the story, um, some people from a a circus were parading the animals around the town. I didn't think that happened anymore. No, because I thought people um, in circuses had to keep the animals secret. I thought it was like, is I going to a rave if it was an animal based? (laughs) There's going to be animals. We don't tell anybody, all right? But they were they were parading the animals, reminding me of when I went on a celebrity parade in Inverness. Did you with um, Ted Danson? Really? I was Nicky Clark there. Nicky Clark was there. um, (laughs) Coo Stark. Oh, it all you were paraded. Annika, we didn't know about it. We went to a premiere and they said that the celebrity parade starts at uh, 11.30. And we were marched to the town and there was pe- loads of people had lined up and we waved and they waved back. <laughs> How weird. Uh, Did you not feel slightly cheapened that you were on parade? No, because it was Scotland. <laughs> I, felt, I felt a bit like I'd I finally taken on the missionary work my, my parents hoped I might do it for the Catholic Church um, anyway uh, yeah, so, the elephant so the elephant um, ran off it was called Baby oh was it mm. yeah which confused me because it I thought it was a baby elephant. When it said elef- the elephant baby, blah, I thought, mm. oh, it's a li- I thought it was quite big for a baby elephant. Mm, and it turns out it's 40 years old. Oh, really? A bit old for the circus. How yeah. yeah. dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing those trapeze. Totally sorry. Very good trapezist. Um, <laughs> it's like country file. So we, that's it, so we must never parade, uh, do a radio, absolute radio parade <laughs> through the town or Emily might run away. <laughs> oh, do you know, Frank, I do like a wild animal on the rampage, though. Oh, it's brilliant. I, I, the best story of an escaped animal from a circus I ever... Uh, it, it was in Dodley and an elephant had escaped. And it said in the, pa- the local paper, it's escaped using circus skills. Excellent. <laughs> what? 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 It, it went off on a big ball, yeah, like yeah. on a big beach ball, tiny wall. <laughs> it wore a little tutu. Yeah. It went off on a big jet of water to get it over the fence <laughs> out of its trunk. <laughs> anyway, this one, um, mm. it, this shows, I think, uh, what a slave to authority I've become. As I've got older, I've been oppressed mm-hmm. by authority. Because I watched this clip of the elephant running around the car park, and my first thought was, it's going the wrong way, it's going against the arrows. <laughs> oh, that's a bugbear of mine when you come face to face with someone that's driving the wrong way of the I arrows. I bet you don't budge an inch, do Oh, you? I don't move a muscle. No, I, I knew you wouldn't. You sit back with your arms, you're an arms folder. Yeah, sometimes I'll point at the arrow. I'll give them the old... Uh, <laughs> do do oh, you actually point at the arrow? the arrow? Yeah, yeah, I'll point at the arrow. Oh, <laughs> what you should have, you should keep an arrow in your car. Like, 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 I don't mean an arrow that one might fire, but I mean one that Quiver. looks like that, and I'll hold it up and show them the... Oh, man, that's, that'd be worth... That's a little... That's worked out, Alan's... Uh, Christmas. Yeah, present. yeah. Pop it on the list. Hey, uh, 
I saw that bit of footage, and uh, it's slightly weird because the elephant's in a car park, and uh, and it's moving back and forwards. And I was thinking, maybe he's forgotten his place. <laughs> you think? Uh, you think of all creatures, elephants would remember where. Well, exactly. Look, of course, I have my uh, BMW app. If that ever happens, have you? Oh yeah, it tells me where my car is in case <laughs> I've lost it. <laughs> oh, I love in this car. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute. Radio. The elephant. It, meant, it did make me wonder, on, on a slightly serious note, mm. if maybe the animals don't like being in the circus. You think? And that's why it run off. <laughs> you think perhaps? That well, they I mean, don't I love think it. I think the humans love it. The the oh, animals. They do. I. Well, I don't, I've never heard of. You never get like an escaped trapeze artist. Was was out, you know, going from lamppost to lamppost. <laughs> it's always the animal, isn't it? Stro- two two clowns escape from a uh, circus. I'd like a strong <laughs> man running Their car exploded <laughs> two hundred yards down the road. They tried to run down the street, but their shoes were too big. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I like it though, Frank, because it reminds me of you speak often of when the, the dog would get let loose in a playground. Mm. And the children would go into a slight panic. When I say I speak sh- often of that, not on air. Because no. um, it's, it's become one of those cliched things that people say. It's no. the sort of thing that Jamie Theakston might say. What? Like, oh, he's a lovely bloke, but you know what I mean? I mean, you, 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 try to, you try to always move on from things that people always say. That's all I'm saying. Oh, dear, well, that's told me. Oh, dear, what? that's all. That's a bit awkward. So, I, I, in fact, I've never mentioned a dog coming in the background. You have. <laughs> you have, Frank. Um, I prefer a dog tied outside a shop. <laughs> oh, nice. That's you all. see that a lot. I still still see that occasionally. People wore motorbike helmets. I'll tell yes. you what else you don't see so much, is uh, yeah. people that have mended their own glasses with plasters. I know. You used to see oh, that I all that. the time. People just go into the opticians now. I think that's what's happened. I'll tell you something, though. If an elephant escaped, I, that, that, wouldn't they be only too glad? For the man in the crash helmet who was walking past. Because <laughs> the whole idea of elephant keepers, right, they keep the elephant. Mm-hmm. Basically, this elephant was running and two blocks was running with it. They weren't in any way directing it or doing anything. If an elephant goes, it goes. The keeper mm. theory is rubbish. Maybe they just didn't have their chair. Aren't they meant to keep... It's not the lion. the lion in it. No, what you need is a mouse in a, a small cage. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jerry from Tom and Jerry doing one of its provocative poses. <laughs> anyway, enough of this. Um, Not the Weekend podcast is available to download from Wednesday. Please, it'll be us talking about stuff. Nice change from... Oh. And um, that's about it. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be uh, back again this time next week. In fact, as Earl Scroggs died this week, maybe I should say... Um, We'll all be back next week uh, to this locality to have a heaping helping of our hospitality. Google it. This is Frank Skinner. Absolutely.